I'm gonna make him an offer again. I feel the need, the need for speed. He's watched every movie more than once. He's Stephen Fennick. Go ahead, make my day. He's watched the latest Disney movies with his kids, uh, but that's about it. He's Trevor Long. You talking to me? Together they bring you the best movies you've never seen. I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. Rent BioStream, the latest and greatest movies on Fetch. Watch on a big screen Hisense TV. Say hello to my little friend! The best movies you've never seen. The first rule of Fight Club is... You do not talk about Michael. With Stephen Fennick and Trevor Long. This is the captain. Brace for impact. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Best Movies You've Never Seen podcast. This is a movie podcast, whether you're a movie fan or, like my colleague Trevor Long, have never seen the movies before. Well, this is the podcast for you. My name is Stephen Fennick and I've watched all these movies many, many, many times. And it is a pleasure every week to introduce them to my good friend Trevor for the very first time. Trevor, welcome. I'm enjoying it more and more. I'm happy to admit I'm I'm becoming into movies. Well, without even telling you the name of the movie this week I'm just going to play this How good is that? You did you know before the you watched the movie for the first time? If I had to play that to you, would you have known that was Superman? I would have said that was Star Wars. Really? Like I'm I'm sitting there watching that, going, "Whoa, this is this has got heavy Star Wars vibes to it." <laughs> well, it's John Williams did the music, but that yeah. was what blew my mind. Was like yeah. I'm assuming this is one of those Hans Zimmer style characters that is just so iconic in the movie game yeah. with music. Well, I can remember the there's other definitely day. A th- like there's definitely yeah. a vibe to it. Right? Absolutely, yeah. No, but I can remember because I'd watched the movie uh, for the show again. And I remember I was just, it was it's one of those songs gets caught in your head. And yeah. I remember I was just pottering around the house here and just whistling the tune. Just thinking And Joe, Joe, my wife says, are you, what, how come you're whistling the Superman thing? Yeah. She, she knew it. That's how iconic it is. It's incredible. Super iconic. Superman was released in 1978. Two years old I was. There you go. Stars Christopher Reeve, Gene Hackman and Marlon Brando. Although you'll see in the credits... Christopher Reeve, who's the title character, was actually the third person credited. So when the credits come up, and we'll talk about it in the run-through, it said 
Marlon Brando, Gene Hackman, the Superman logo, and Christopher Reeve after that. Yeah. That's how, an, how much of an unknown he was at the right. time. Film was directed by Richard Donner. Script was co-written by Mario Puzo. Does that name ring a bell? He author was the author of The Godfather. Oh, right. So he uh, wrote the screen, helped write the screenplay for The Godfather, but also wrote co-wrote the screenplay for Superman. Right. So The Godfather and Godfather Part Two had been released, I think, six years Very earlier. Very separate styles of screenplay. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but uh, no, terrific, terrific uh, job. I think he did. This was a massive production. It was a two-year shoot they took to film this. Now, at the height of the of the of production, there were more than a thousand crew working in eleven different units around the world to try to get everything together. Uh, and it also was spread out over three studios and eight different countries. That's how epic it was. For context, at the time, Superman was already massive, right? It was, it was massive in the comic world. Yes. Massive. T- there'd been a couple of TV shows, yes. but nothing as epic. It had never been on the big screen. But like you wouldn't put 11 units of resources towards no. something that was unknown. Of course. This, point, this right? was a known product. Yes. Of course, Superman was still iconic character yeah, okay. that had never been... I think the, atti- in this the attitude was, you know what, we're going to do this, we're going to do it right. We're going to knock a skimp on it, we're going to spare no expense, to, yes. to quote Jurassic Park. We're going to go yep. hard yep. with this. And that's what they exactly what they did. Um, the, the movie is actually dedicated, you, you'll notice early on, dedicated to... The memory of Jeffrey Unsworth. Yeah. Now that name is there because he was actually the director of photography, oh, wow. who uh, who passed away before the movie premiered. Oh, yeah. Sad. So uh, this was also the first movie to make use of Dolby, the brand new Dolby Stereo seventy millimeter split stereo surround. So it's basically like your your five point one, seven point one in seventy millimeter. Do you remember that as a oh. you can watch it in seventy millimeter, which means you know how the print that runs through the projector is normally you know how that's thirty five millimeter yep. is normally thirty five mil? What they did with this one, they ran through the projector and needed a special 70 millimeters, so double the, the, the actual projector size, the film right. size. So it's basically sort of get watching it in high D, HD oh, sort of thing, right, okay. right, rather than 35 mil. Okay. And there were some, what many cinemas that were equipped to do it. Okay. But uh, this was a big time for them to promote, like Star Wars 70 millimeter and the, all these other movies as well. Uh, a lot of what you saw, the, remember I said the production ran for two years. The idea behind this was to film both Superman 1 and 2 at the same time. Oh, bit really? Of, bit of a Lord of the Rings sort of setup. Remember they, they filmed Lord of the Rings all one after the other? Right. That was the goal here for that. But unfortunately, the director, Richard Donner, was fired off the production before they could finish Superman 2. So the there there is the version that was released in cinemas, which I think is excellent, the, the version which was directed by Richard Lester, another director, Years later, Richard Donner would return with Superman 2, the Richard Donner cut. So he, he brought his own version of Superman 2 many years later. Wow. Uh, when Superman was released, that's why, I remember I, I messaged you before yeah, the so show. Which one did you what watch? Did How you long watch? was it? Yes. Because there are so many different versions of the movie. Wow. So the one that was in cinemas was, I think, about two, was what you watched, about two hours 23, two hours 25. Yeah. But there are, when it was released on uh, in VHS, it was actually reduced to an hour and 127 minutes. Right. Because the, there were no, there was a lack of tapes 
long enough to fit a movie ah, of that size. Of course, yeah. You know, so VHS tapes, yeah. they had to whittle it down. And what they did, they didn't actually cut scenes. What they did is they sped up the opening credits, sped up the end credits oh. so that to squeeze it in. Oh. So they, they had some tricks. But there are many different versions as well. There are two longer versions that have been out. Two, longer than this? Three-hour versions what? are out there. And if, if you look on, and we'll talk about it later, the actual scenes, but there are a lot of extra and longer scenes in the three-hour version. They were created for various um, TV stations in the US. So right. uh, in 1994, KCOP in, in Los Angeles, they've aired a 188. Now, there's a, they, they had a 188-minute uh, version, which added more scenes in Smallville, added scenes on Krypton. So it was you'll see on YouTube if you and, and we'll talk about it later some of the some of the dialogue and some of the clips. You'll see. Okay, that wasn't in the version I watched. So it became this this massive massive movie that was cut cut apart and re- and put back together again wow. for various platforms. Okay. But yeah, that that's why I asked you about that because uh, I, I wanted to make sure we're on the same page. And, and look there. on that and you know Fetch are a great sponsor of ours, but it's it's a fascinating thing to me which I wouldn't mind unpacking one day with someone in the industry. <laughs> yeah. That that a movie as iconic as this is actually not available in many places. Yeah. It's actually only available on a couple of rent and buy platforms. Right. And it's not available on any streaming platforms. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you know, I, th- I find that fascinating about the industry today, given where we're at with all the streaming, Disney and all those mm. things, that something so iconic is yet to find a place in mm. in the new that, world order. That surprises me too, because there's been many, like in in this in this, this run, they did Superman 1, Superman 2, Superman 3, which is awful, Superman 4, which was worse. But then they had a break, and then they brought a new Superman in. So, like, years later... So, Reeves did four. Bra- Brandon Ruth was, was in. Yeah, Reeves did four, but right. then Brandon Ruth came in in the early 2000s and did his version. Right. And then you've had Henry Cavill's come back and done it. Uh, There's been know. TV shows so, and everything. Oh, of course. So, so, the amount of Superman content is just going through the roof now. Yeah. But I'm surprised that the original movie isn't treated with a bit more reverence yeah. and being able to be available oh, to more people. Yeah, you're right. Now, had you you had not seen this, had you? So, so I, did you have any impressions of it going into it? I would have said to you, I've never seen it, but there's no doubt, having watched it, that things popped out at me, like the the ice, but he, you know, the fortress of solitude, the fortress of solitude, right? Yeah, yeah. There's something hit me there, and I went, I'm, I must have watched this as like You've a five-year-old. You probably heard it right? mentioned on Seinfeld. Seinfeld's no, no, but a big I would, I've, def- I've definitely seen it. Yeah, this, right, this bit, okay. right? Yep. Remember, got to remember, I was two when it came out. I probably yep. watched it when I was five or six or something. Yep. I definitely haven't watched it as a. Right. Yeah, as a human being with consumption a in mind, you know what I mean? Consumption. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, I, the the initial run, the film was a massive success. Topped the box office charts for 13 okay. weeks straight. Wow. Uh, and the Superman creator, so it was created by Jerry Siegel and Joe Shuster, yeah. who was still alive at the time. They were both very, very happy with the result. Oh, really? They were both tick, oh, so that, so that, that's approval. fascinating because yeah. that's the... That's the people Ultimate who, who literally yes. created... It's like George Lucas today, who created Star Wars, yeah. looking at a Boba Fett or a Mandalorian and, and enjoying yeah. it, right? Yep. Uh, you know, Ex- I think. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And, and yeah. Whereas, whereas I'm assuming the creators of all these DC buddy things that yeah. are going around yep. are certainly not with us anymore. And Stan, so Stan Lee is a creator of a lot of those. Right. But um, the, if, you can, if, you can, uh, if you can please those guys, then you've uh, done a good on. job, I reckon. Yeah. Righto, this is your last exit before the freeway. We are going to seriously unpack this movie, but if you haven't seen Superman, you can check it out.
Get Fetch. Get Fetch, and you can get Fetch from your internet provider or from a major retailer. They're, you know, the streaming channels alone. Forget the movies for a minute, because the movie store, the movie box, there's plenty to choose from. All your streaming services, Disney+, Plus, Paramount, Prime Video, Stan, Netflix, it's all there. But you've got ESPN, Nat Geo, BBC First, Nickelodeon, Discovery, TLC, BBC Earth. There are so many channels that you can subscribe to, and I'm not talking, you know, crazy subscription TV prices here. I'm talking 20 bucks a month. Gets you everything. So you've got a fetch box, whether you buy it from your internet provider or you buy it direct. 20 bucks a month gets you everything that's on offer in terms of all their TV channels. Universal TV, one of my favorites because you've got all the uh, Law and Orders, ID, yep. so many channels. And the great e- thing entertainment. about. Great like thing, e- exactly, entertainment. Exactly. Yeah. The great thing about having all these channels plus all the free to airs is the EPG is exhaustive, it's easy to use. And when you record content, whether it's you know something on Discovery Wild or on E, it's, it's the smartest PVR you'll ever see. So if Stephen's recording Entertainment Tonight, is that a show still on E? Sometimes. Um, and, and rather than recording 200 episodes of it, you can actually tell it to just keep one. So you've always got the latest episode yeah. of something there, which is a really I great I like the way. app too. The app is great. You can even access your the your stuff you've bought, Recorded. your movies exactly. and recordings on the app. Anyway, yeah, great brilliant. system. Great to have them on board. The best movies you've ever seen. Pop along and check out Fetch at fetchtv.com.au. Alrighty, now you've now watched the movie properly. Yep. And you've consumed it. Your, your consumption of it was as an adult <laughs> now. So, what are your thoughts now? What are your impressions? I loved it. I was trying to quickly find the message I sent you. but You said, I, I could tell you, you said this was that was epic. And I think it was the f- shot of the final frame. Because, yeah. oh, and I don't normally spoil my yeah, thoughts you don't. on a movie. You're normally with pretty Steven, secretive like that, yeah. But I watched this uh, and I sat back and it did give me a, a good buzz. It gave me a great feeling. Um, it's like, you know, I, I think the, the idea that it's just a good classic movie yeah. script character. The whole, it's like, you know, it's 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 something you could study yeah. to understand something how Something your kids could be. watch too. Oh, yeah, no, I, to be honest, the other night we were trying to debate what movie to watch and the only thing that stopped me was we didn't have this on Fetch at Home. Yeah. Um, and it was also longer than I remember it to be. I, this is the other thing. Yeah. I felt like it was an hour and a half. But it was yeah. two plus, right? Two and nearly two and, and a half, yeah. And so it was, I just didn't want the kids being up that late. So, <laughs> but I'll definitely watch this with the kids. I yeah, really enjoyed it. Are you, were you, a, are you, you're not normally a superhero fan, are you? Not you're at not all. a Superman fan no, at all, right? So you went in pretty cold. Super, we, we talk about this a lot. I'm a realism kind of guy, but I'm <laughs> clearly well aware of Superman flying yeah. and all that stuff. And, you know, I've watched yeah, um, uh, plenty of movies that are doing, do contain superhero characters. Yep. But yeah, this was thoroughly enjoying because of the, the realistic nature of it. And I think. Yeah. For people out there, I would be tweeting, you know, if you don't fully remember the story of the original Superman, look it up, find the OG, and watch it again. Yeah. Did you, had you known about Krypton and Kryptonite? I'm sure you heard. I knew you, that there you, was, you knew I the knew term, was this, this is my Kryptonite. You knew that was. Yeah, I knew thing. there was something that was bad for him. Do you know what right, I mean? Okay. Something that, yeah. you know, repelled him. Did you know that he was from another planet, or did you no, have no idea? No, that, that okay. shocked me a bit. Yeah, okay, yeah. good, good. good. Well, I saw this at the movies. What a shock. I was uh, I was 11. I remember my parents take... I still remember the day I went to see this. Wow. I remember the reaction I had to it. I was just blown away. And don't forget, a year earlier, or two years, because it re- released, released in 1978 in the US, but the release schedules were different. You know, you know, now, you know how everyone gets everything at once now? Yes. Back then, I think we didn't get it till the next year. Came right. out in late 78, so we didn't get it till 79. 79 right. So I, I was, uh, I, you know, this is, and it's fresh from just watching Star Wars a couple of years earlier, so yep. blown away by just this, the scale of this. And I, and I knew, I used to watch Superman on TV, read the comics, so I was a fan. Mm. 
And uh, I, I can still remember that day like it was yesterday. Um, also, too, we mentioned Superman 2 earlier and how Richard Donner did his own cut. Yes, I'm a big fan of the version that was that was originally released. That was re- that that is the the characters at the very start, which we'll get into. You know, the three people in the Hang, trial. Sorry, are we talking about Superman One's original yeah, release? No, no, Superman One, perfect. Richard Donner did all that. Right. Superman Two, which was released without Richard Donner, I loved that version. That it's came out a few years later. Yeah, yeah. but in Superman Two, just to let you know, spoiler: the three, the three. No, it's not a spoiler. The three characters that are sentenced at the very start of Superman One. They come back in Superman two. Just to put that out there, we'll watch it together. That is such a good movie, in, in arguably as good, if not better, than Superman one, I reckon. But that's a matter of opinion. <laughs> okay. Let's get into the casting call, shall we? Marlon Brando. You surely recognise him. He Absolutely. was Jorel, who uh, you you knew him, of course, from The Godfather, the yes. episode one of our best movies you've yes, ever seen was The, the very, Godfather. Very first. Yep. Now he was paid three. Point seven million dollars. That sounds like a lot of money. A lot of dough back then. Plus a percentage of the profits. Ah. He worked a total of twelve days. What? Pretty good money, eh? That's like Stephen Fennick money. (laughs) The payment, though, also covered the sequel, which was shot at the same time. But get get this, he didn't appear in the sequel. Oh no! He sued Ilya Salkin, one of the producers claiming he wasn't paid his percentage of the profits. So they eventually settled on $14 million for his total payment for 10 minutes of screen time. So that was, you know, how the, gro- yeah. the argument about the gross, it did very well. So he, his percentage plus his initial 3.7, total of 14 mil back in the late 70s. Wow. Doing very, very well. well. Gene Hackman, did you recognise him? Plays Absolutely. Lex, Lex Luthor. In fact... I could have named Lex Luthor as a character from Superman. Okay, yeah, that's okay. interesting. Yeah, that's tidbit popular. Of my memory, yeah. Well, Gene Hackman uh, was in French Connection, famous film. Poseidon Adventure, which we're going to do. French Connection, we're going to do. Unforgiven with Clint Eastwood. He was initially a bit hesitant to take on the role. Okay. Because he thought it would damage his reputation. He thought. Oh, he, really? He considered himself a serious actor. He didn't know how people were going to take this. But I reckon he he steals the show. I think some of the best lines you'll hear all three are from him. He does uh, some pretty good stuff there. Christopher Reeve, of course, was Clark Kent slash Superman. Right. Now the casting director was the the Lynn Stormaster. She was she suggested him for the title role, but had to convince Richard Donner and the Sulkins, who were the producers, that they thought he was too young and too skinny. That's what they need to be bigger, need need to be a bit more experienced. So he though apparently came in, did an amazing screen test, and went promised he's going to hit the weights. He went uh, from 170 pounds. So that, what's that about? I don't know how many kilos that is. Yeah. yeah. So uh, he went up to 212 in that time to pump up for the role. Wow. I'll give you. I'll say I'm saving a bit of trivia about who helped him do that for later. But the tragic thing about Chris Reeve, I'm not sure you're yeah. aware of this. He was paralysed in a horse riding accident. Yeah. Yeah. So he spent his latter years uh, in a wheelchair. Died suddenly at age fifty-two in twenty in yeah. two thousand and four. We were robbed of many more years. Yeah, of his great and uh, he lived for years with his disability, but unfortunately he passed away at the age of fifty-two. Uh, Margot Kidder plays Lois Lane. Ned Beatty plays Otis. Ned Beatty's been in a lot of other good, good movies, including Deliverance. Jackie Cooper, who's been an actor since since he was a child, played the editor Perry White, who's quite a colourful character. Right, we're going to get into the run-through. Before we do that, let's talk about our other great sponsor, and that is 
Hisense. And you know what? The great thing, I'm hearing so many people contacting me, telling me they've listened to our advice and have bought a Hisense TV and are really happy with the result. A lot of them have gone ahead and bought 75 and 85-inch TVs at our recommendation. So if you are after a big screen TV, Give Hisense a shot. They've even got a 98-inch ULED TV that's well worth checking out. And if you want to go even bigger, they have their laser TV. That's a short-throw projector that sits on your entertainment unit but beams up a picture of 120 inches. That's like having your own cinema at home. All these great movies that we're talking about not only look good but also sound good on all these great Hisense TVs. Not only are you getting great 4K resolution, high dynamic range, really good picture quality but also great sound as well Dolby Atmos is something you can really appreciate on the high sense TVs giving you a sense of sound coming from behind you beside you and above you it is does really make the experience even better and they have their VDRU operating system really handy to get to all your streaming services to find the content you want to watch including the movies that we talk about on this show And another great thing that gives you peace of mind is the fact that Hisense TVs come with a three-year warranty. One of the only TV brands to offer a three-year warranty. They back their product to give you peace of mind. So give them a chance, get into a store and have a look at a Hisense TV or visit their website, hisense.com.au. All righty. Let's take off here because (laughs) it's an interesting start. I loved how it was... Little little square black and white TV. Little story about the you know, the Daily Planet, and they were they were turning pages of a comic, comic at the start. Too. So you you thinking okay, well, this is comic book. Yeah, paying the I reckon the that was origins. that was the best way to get the the originators on board. Yeah, so Just they a thought, solid nod to the comic book. I like how they mentioned how the Daily Planet people relied on the Daily Planet to give them the news and. And then the, the camera sort of goes into that shot and then flies above it and out into space and then yeah. the credits begin. Yep. Now, I've got to say, there aren't many movies that have opening credits that I enjoyed as thoroughly as I did. Yeah, right. It was remarkably done with the, the letters sort of streaming into, into the frame and the music, then John Williams' music pumps yeah. up. Mate, I, I was G'd up before <laughs> I'd even watched a frame of the movie, the mu- just the credits. It's, it, I think it's underplayed by the average Joe. How important the music is to a movie. Yeah, I think the, this movie yeah. is a great example. Yeah, of absolutely iconic. But that film credit sequence cost more than a lot of other movies' entire budgets at the time. <laughs> that's, that's how hard they went in. Of course, the great music from John Williams as well. But I love how we sort of we we, we it's like we're traveling through space in the credits, yep. and then we arrive at Krypton, and we see uh, this domed building, and then the camera takes us inside, and we find ourselves in a courtroom. Yes. And the first character we see is played by Marlon Brando. It's Jarrell. And he is, we, we realise that there's a trial happening here. And yes. he's, there's three criminals on trial for treason. These indictments that I've brought you today, specific charges listed herein against the individuals, their acts of treason, their ultimate aim of sedition. These are matters of undeniable fact. So the, the, we see the three accused, and the on the big screen behind, we, they said, okay, we, now we need your verdicts, and they're all found guilty. So all yeah. the big faces are saying, guilty, guilty. And then we, we, he introduces all three, including General Zod, who yep. is the leader of the plot. Yes. 
and he says to him, "Look, the vote's got to be unanimous. So you have to you your vote has to be. We're going to hold you responsible." And of course, he he finds them guilty. But he does try to appeal to him, though. You have been known to disagree with the council before. Yours could become an important voice in the new order, second only to my own. I offer you a chance for greatness, Jorel. Take it. Join us. You will bow down before me, Jorel. I swear it. No matter that it takes an eternity, you will bow down before me. Both you, and then one day, your heirs. Whoa! Foreshadowing. Yeah. Well, now that you've spoiled that for me, just just give you a clue. Superman two. Keep yeah. in mind what he said just there. Yeah, Superman I feel like that's, that's right? critical. Cool. That's, yes. that's next, right? Uh, we see they've been found guilty. The dome opens. Yeah. And you see this mirror that's sort of flipping around. Very weird, yeah. Yeah, that's called the Phantom Zone, oh. which was actually invented by Jarrell, we find out later. Uh, and so they're imprisoned in this thing, and it's kind of like a, a living a living death that they're forever in this yeah. Phantom Zone. They're sent off. They the drift stuff. off into, yep. into the universe. Next thing we see is Jarrell, and he's among his co- his counterparts in the Krypton Council, and we sort of we've come midway. I think the extended version shows them saying, "Oh, well done on the trial," blah blah blah. But then the normal version shows him sort of mid sentence talking about how the planet is headed for destruction. It's suicide. No, it's worse. It's genocide. Be warned, Jarrell. The Council has already evaluated this outlandish theory of yours. My friends, you know me to be neither rash nor impulsive. I'm not given to wild, unsupported statements. And I tell you that we must evacuate this planet immediately. Jarrell, you are one of Krypton's greatest scientists. Ah, yes, but so is Vonda. It isn't that I question your data. The facts are undeniable. It's your conclusions we find unsupportable. This planet will explode within 30 days, if not sooner. I tell you, Krypton is simply shifting its orbit. So, what pretty wildly differing opinions on something as, <laughs> as critical as it's that. It's like there, a right? debate on climate change yeah. going on there, you know? It's like, he's <laughs> yeah. pretty confident... We've got data. They all agree on the data. Yeah, it's your conclusion. He's I don't made agree a conclusion, yeah, which, yeah, you know, got to tell it. you, folks, you should have backed him. Yeah, true that. Uh, now, did you notice the suits that they were wearing? They Very appeared strange, to be glowing. Like, yeah. Sort of silvery glowing. To achieve that effect, the wardrobe department sewed on these tiny glass balls on the, on the costumes. And so the material, um, once the light hits it, then would, it's, like it's, it's like it's a fluorescent kind of garment. And it was. Did you notice too that they all were wearing various symbols on their? They're on all their, different. Yes, it's like the. I assume they were like families. Or yeah, well, it is a family emblem, right? right? Okay. So it was that was actually Marlon Brando's idea to wear the S, the same S that we associate with Superman. So right. everyone else had their own. His one was the S, which was what you see on Superman's costume. You, you think it's oh S for Superman, but it's actually S for their for whatever their family. Were, if even if that was called an S in Krypton, we don't know. But yeah. that's their family crest is what that S is. His idea to include it. Anyway, council goes ahead to ignore Jarrell's warning, <laughs> and uh, he asks, "Look, has it become a cher- crime to cherish life?" And then they ask him. They say, "Look, do you promise to abide by our ruling?" Will you abide 
by the Council's decision. I will remain silent. Neither I nor my wife believe Krypton. Do you hear? Do you get that? Get cunning. Neither me cunning. Yeah. nor my wife yeah. are going to leave Krypton. Nothing about our little baby. Listen, if you've got, I'm just going to start opening up plot hole style uh, conversations here. But yeah. you know, this this pushes forward where he's now with his wife. The baby's wrapped in a blanket, yep. and she's she's asking him why Earth. There's this conversation clearly going on about sending the baby off. Yes, and I'm just thinking, mate, jump in. Like, what are you is doing? There enough, is there enough room in there for well, he built this. He <laughs> built this. You reckon he could have built a bigger one? He's the he's the greatest scientist yeah, on Krypton. Yeah. But they did, said that. He did promise he wasn't going to leave. Yeah. But who cares? You reckon build a bigger ship? The place ship. is going to be blown up. Okay, fair Why call. Would you ma- fair call. Who cares about keeping promises to dead people? Yeah, no, that's fair call. That little baby? Yep. Um, the, the, it was a, his, the child's name was Lee Quigley. And... Uh, I'm sorry to put a downer on this, but he died in 1991 from inhaling solvents at the age of 14, that young kid. Oh, wow. Grew up to, uh, yeah, just got on the sniff of glue and uh, unfortunately passed away. But he's forever immor- immortalised in As this film. Uh, so, yeah, with a, a good call, though, on the ship, but it seems, though, that uh, the, there was only room for the little bub. And they did ex- explain that. Did you like this bit where they're talking about his dense molecular structure will make him strong? Right. And then she was saying, it's going to make him isolated and alone and... So sort of have, they're having this back and forth. So they put uh, little Kalel, that's the baby's name, and uh, they put him inside the ship and some really nice sentiments here. You will travel far, my little Kalel. But we will never leave you, even in the face of our death. The richness of our lives shall be yours. All that I have, all that I've learned, everything I feel, all this and more, I I bequeath you, my son. You will carry me inside you all the days of your life. Pretty yeah, epic just, that he can bequeath his knowledge. I just, love that. Well, he's got all. The, we'll explain how he does that with the crystals. But just a little thing, a little side note on Marlon Brando. He was well. I've got some other facts later about how his approach to the role, but he's a, he was notorious for not learning his lines. Right. Like in The Godfather, there's some famous behind the scenes um, shots of The Godfather where the character he's talking to, in this case, it was Robert Duvall, had he had all on taped on the front of his shirt his lines. were all the lines, and the lines that he had to read there were on the baby's nappy inside the ship, so he had somewhere <laughs> to look to see his lines. Yeah. So there was a few complaints. I think uh, Christopher Reeve, late, years later, said that he uh, Marlon Brando was wanted to do it as quickly as possible. He sort of he he claimed he phoned it in the performance, but I, I thought it was all right. He did a pretty good yeah, job. Pretty not bad at all. But yeah, there was uh, he had the lines oh, that he just spoke. Then this on may the be controversial, nappy. but I, I mean it's not like it's a standout bloody performance. You know. Yeah. Well, but uh, you got to remember at the time Marlon Brando was like. A, a god. In, he was. He'd Hollywood. already reached that status. Mate, he so was. He kind of had the entitlement to find it in, didn't of he? Of course. Well, yeah. he was. Uh, yeah, he wanted the money, but didn't want to work too hard for yeah, it. Right. So, but yeah. you know, and and he got the cash. Now, did you notice in the ship that they put the little green crystal? Yes, the green crystal. Remember that it comes back uh, later. Okay. Ship takes off. Krypton is uh, as as Car- as Jarrell said. Uh, they're getting getting smashed. So it starts to everything starts to fall apart. Yep. Uh, I like I love the shot where the ship sort of rises and smashes through the roof and off into space. Yeah. At this point, it really yeah. they 
put it this way. At this point, they could have been on the ship, my mum and dad, because yeah. the place was being torn apart. It wouldn't have mattered. No one would yeah. have cared. Yeah. Well. I think it's a missed opportunity. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, Krypton blows up. It's Godski. gone. But little, little Kalel, though, is on his way. Yep. The little ship, did you notice, it took a few years to reach Earth. We learned yes, later it took it, three years yes. for the ship to travel. Um, I thought it was a good yeah. uh, cinematography to prove that. Yeah, like, and you, you know, see that, him growing that too. The concept like, of him growing yeah. through time, yeah. So you see him sort of moving around on the colourful back, on the coloured background and you hear Jarrell talking in the background and sort of teaching him things and saying that all the knowledge embedded in the crystals are from the 28 known galaxies, he reckons, at the time. Like uh, there was a shot this Dude week. Dude wasn't you know, that, aware of the James yeah, Webb telescope. Yeah, the Webb telescope. There were 28 galaxies just in one little corner of this photo. There. And looking through my telescope, I see more than 28 galaxies, I promise you. Uh, but we do see he's growing up. And he's also told this. You hear in the background very slightly, and it comes back again later, it is forbidden to interfere with human history. So bookmark that little statement for later, okay? He ends up landing on Earth. And this was a good shot. Did you like this? Sort of comes through the clouds yeah. and, and lands in the field. Yep. And the Kents just happen to be driving Mar and by. Pa, Pop. They Jeez. sort of see the disturbance and sort of have a... They, they, I think he drives it off the shoulder of the road, flat yeah. tyre. Um, they they get out. They notice the ship. They walk up to the ship and they notice there's a little boy inside. Pollocky. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. Yeah, swinging it. It was out there. Out there, Jerry. <laughs> Loving <laughs> so, every minute of it. It's out there. But I love this next bit. This was yeah. brilliant. This, honestly, this, next this bit. may be my favorite part wow. of the whole movie. Where sort of the Martha Kent has sort of got a, got him got a jacket on him and he's cuddling him and and uh, Jonathan Kent's changing the tire. And they're talking about, you know, we've prayed to God, the Lord, to yeah. give us a child, and here it is. And that, that's another thing too. The whole religious aspect of all this sort of it's like. Yeah. A lot of people interpret this like that whole we're praying for a Lord to give us a child. They're thinking it's lost like Jesus coming to right, earth and right. like God sent his son to earth sort of thing. And oh, yeah. That's, uh, that's you, overthinking you, it. Well, you can't. A lot of people have that interpretation. But um, it's, uh, he's reminded, look, you know, take it easy with that heart of yours. You know, he said, you be careful. And then yeah. they're, they're thinking, what, what are we going to do? We're going to have to find this kid's family. Uh, the first thing we got to do when we get home is find out who that boy's proper family is. He hasn't got any. Not around here, anyway. Martha, are you thinking what I think you're thinking? We could say he's the child of my cousin in North Dakota. And just now orphaned. <laughs> oh, Martha. Jonathan, he's only a baby. And it was at this point where, you know how you had the car jacked up? Yeah. And then the jack falls over. And you think, geez, what's happened here? Did, you, did this surprise you? And no, I kind of because I knew what I'm watching. I'm watching Superman. I'm yeah. thinking the kids lifting the truck oh, up here. That was amazing. So good. Got a little look on his face too. Like hey, no, no big, yeah, no dramas. Yeah, I got go. this. Boom! I got this, boys. That was awesome. I do but, love but, though. My, yeah. I love the fact that that happens, mm. and then it's pretty much just. Oh no, we'll fast forward now. We'll just yeah. We'll just we skip sort of forward. Grows up. Yeah. We don't need to overanalyze that. No. We'll leave them to like it's essentially. Prequel territory somewhere there, or it's a you know it's a spin-off because you can have this <laughs> super whole kid. Yeah, super yeah. kid years, you know. Yeah, how did could. they how did they teach him? Because you got to yeah. remember from this point forward, this kid has all these beliefs that are not only um, his father, his true father's beliefs yeah, yeah. through the crystal learning, yep. but clearly old school country beliefs, yep. and they're joined together. So it would be a fascinating look at how absolutely he grew up, uh, not abusing yeah. his his power, raising a child with superpowers. That would yes. be a challenge for sure. 
But it is years later. We see a young Clark Kent, and he's not in the football team, but no. he looks after the gear. Waterboy. We can just imagine imagine him putting on a, on a hit on a, on field, Oof. and he'd kill someone, wouldn't he? He's that You'd strong. think so, yeah. Uh, he's looking after the gear. He's the gear, he's the gear wrestler, right, wrangler. Uh, he offers to help a young Lana. He's got his eye yeah. on this young girl, and uh, she says, look, why don't you come up with this, Clark? We can go listen to records. But and the then old, the old guy said, no, he's got too much work to do. He goes, and he goes, I've stacked I've stacked all the gear, and the bloke behind him he obviously kicked it, it over, over, the bludger. And he says, oh, no, it says, you've, you've got to, uh, you got all this work to do again. He had to do it all again. And they drive away. He drives away. Do you love this bit when he, ki- he gets the ball, he's frustrated, kicks it to the next county, the just, ball. And which is, again, that's just that moment of going, just so you know, yeah. he's grown up, he definitely has the powers oh, that yeah. we discussed oh, earlier. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I do love, you know how they've they've taken off already, right? So he's got to pack the gear away, and he says, "I'll show these idiots, right?" And then he's racing the train. This was did you see? Did you like this? Is sort of like get, getting beside the locomotive. It's not the best bit of cinematography <laughs> in the modern era, but for the time, well, I mean, it's pretty well done. A couple of things here in the extended version. Yeah, when he's racing the train, there's a woman with his her daughter on the train. In the train, yeah. And the woman in the train was the, who, was the woman who played Lois Lane in the TV show with George Reeves. And the little girl, she says, you do your homework, Lois. So it's like Lois Lane uh, is the little girl in the right. train, right? So okay. just a little, they wanted to sort of join the dots there. Here's the thing, though. Do you remember the bit where he runs, runs by and just gets in front of the train? Yeah. Right? Now, that was a stunt that they did. And it's funny because he was nearly, that young actor, Jeff East, was nearly killed in the accident, in this stunt. And it was Gene Hackman's brother, Richard, who was one of the stunt coordinators, who saved his life. Because they had a crane, what they did, he was, they were doing the shot of him jumping in front of the train, and they had a crane. The crane actually moved past the mark and swung it in the, in the path of the train. But what Richard Hackman did was he caught him as he was swinging back into the camera area. If he hadn't caught him at that point, he would have smacked into the front of the train and died. Oh, wow. Like he was saying afterwards, he said, I don't know. He goes, it was a scary moment. I, I was would have been severely likely injured, if not killed, if it had hit me. So anyway, uh, afterwards, he's, he, I do like how, you know, when he got past the train... And you could look through the train carriages, and you see the dust of him yeah. running really fast. Yeah, you know that how they did that. They had a man riding a motorcycle, dragging a bag of dirt behind it, so mm. it's fast. So it looks like him running. That's nice. how they created that effect. Nice. Yeah, and then they find him. They go, "How the hell did you get here so fast? <laughs> what are you doing?" Uh, but his dad, his dad spots him though, and he says this to him. I didn't mean to show off, Pa. Yeah, I know. You can do all these amazing things, and sometimes you think that you will just go bust unless you can tell people about it, huh? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I mean, every time I get the football, I can make a touchdown. <laughs> that's for sure. Every time. Yeah. I mean, is it showing off and somebody's doing the things he's capable of doing? Is, is no. a bird showing off when it flies? No. No, now, you listen to me. When you first came to us, we thought that people would come and take you away because... When they found out, you know, the things you could do, and that worried us a lot. But then a man gets older, and he thinks very differently, and things get very clear. And there's one thing I do know, son, and that is you are here for a reason. I don't know whose reason, whatever the reason is, you know, maybe it's because... Uh, I don't know, it's... Uh... But I do know one thing. It's not to score touchdowns. Yeah. Oh. 
That's that nice. was a nice moment they that's, had there. Yeah, it's it's a it's a nice moment because um, Clark or oh, Superman runs off. Yeah, but he's um, uh, the dad though. The as he, yeah, he says, "Oh, can't know." Though he sort of runs off like we're going to play like play around, and yeah. the old man has a heart attack. Heart he sort of grabs his arm and he goes, "Oh no!" And boom, and, uh, drops, and you know, drops it's dead. a. Even yeah. even because it's a, they warned the day, earlier that he had a dud heart. They, they've told you yeah. he's dud heart. It's, it's clearly back in the day. It's clearly in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Like there's no chance. Yeah. So we we do know he died because the next scene's his funeral in the Smallville, Smallville Cemetery, and he says the one line he says all these powers and I couldn't even save, save him. So that that was sort of that's a uh, a recurring thing we hear later. So yeah. just keep that in mind also. Uh, but at night, that later that night, he hears like something like static, and something is calling to him from the barn. Right, so he's gone over there, opens the hatch, and what's down there? The green crystal. Yeah. Remember the green crystal? Yeah, that was key. It was sort of calling out to him. And next thing we see is in the wheat field. His mum, his mother, he's just standing. He tells like his mum, "Yeah, look, she's looking off to the horizon." So my thing yeah. here is, I think the mum sees him from the farmhouse, yeah. you know, on the over on the horizon. The mum then walks up to him. Just quietly, that's a 30-minute walk. Like, she's walked it's a long, a long way, way yeah. into the field. That's a long walk. <laughs> that's all I could think was, Jesus, yeah. could have yelled out and got him to come back. Maybe it was a more her morning walk, yeah. <laughs> but he tells her, Mum, you know what, I've got to go. Yeah. Green Crystal is obviously saying something to him. I think she says, she says she I knew, knew this time Yeah, I come. knew you'd have to do that. Yeah. Well, you know, once you got to sort of leave the nest eventually. Yep. He says, do you know, she asks him, well, you know where you're headed? And he says, North. And then she says to him, look, always remember where you came from, always remember your family. Yep. And then the trek north begins. He walks through the snow and ice uh, till he finds a spot and then he throws the green crystal. And so did you like this bit? It landed in the snow and then just suddenly it lands and then sinks into the snow, into the yeah, ice. Yeah, yeah. And then, boom, all this, this stuff comes out of the ice. And did you notice it looked exactly like Krypton, the yes. for- Fortress of Solitude, the yes. same sort of architecture? The whole thing. Yeah, it, it was looked a little like a mini piece Krypton. Of, yes. Yeah. And we learn later it's called the Fortress of Solitude. Um, he gets inside, sees the crystal dashboard. He sort of, remember, he, he goes in, there's like a whole dashboard and all the crystals are all lined out and he puts one into the into the, the little holder there and that activates a, uh, a little video. Here in this, this Fortress of Solitude, we shall try to find the answers together. So, my son, speak. Who am I? Your name is Kalel. You are the only survivor of the planet Krypton. Even though you've been raised as a human being, you are not one of them. You have great powers, only some of which you have as yet discovered. These are the scenes here where a lot of the cut material is you'll find oh, really? you'll find you'll find snippets of them on youtube there's a lot of youtube clips that says in brackets three hour version so you hear the extended scene yeah see to be honest yeah. I, i'm there's a lot I'm, more I'm, you, all, yeah. I'm all for the little little the, the shorter scenes yeah. because i got the gist i'm yeah. in it thanks mate good yep. he's yeah, reconnected with his dad through the crystals Let's move on. What we learn here, though, is that in some of the audio that was cut out, you hear that he's been in the, he's in this place for years. We're yeah. talking, like I think it says Thousands at the start, you've you've reached your eighteenth year. Goes you. It took you. It took you three years since you've been there. We've been dead for thousands of your years. So this whole theory of the relativity and how time goes faster in other parts of the universe, you know, as the further you go away from it, it's a long scientific theory. But he says. 
by the time you've seen this, we've been dead for thousands of years. And he then starts talking about holding the pride of your heritage and Look, you know, this is another bit I think that wasn't in the original mo- the, the the version that you watched, but it tells him about how what he thinks of Earth people and how okay. why he's he's gonna what, what he can how he can do to what he can do to help. They can be a great people, Kalel. They wish to be. They only lack the light to show the way. For this reason, above all, their capacity for good. I have sent them you. And it's at this point where he's now grown up into an adult. Like he was, I think he was eighteen. I think he said you've 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 gone, you reach your eighteenth year. So he must honestly spend a decade or twelve years in this place. Yeah. And and some of the other split cut scenes show. Okay, this year we're going to talk about this, and this year we're going to talk about this. So he learns all this stuff too. So it's basically his. His high school, college education enhanced for the next yeah, few right. years. So he okay. learns a lot about Earth and how they go about things and science and all of that as well. Right. But at the very end of that scene, he's all grown up, he's in his suit, and he flies off for the very first time. Off he goes. So this is sort of, to me, the sort of the the second half of the movie, the sort of the other movie that we watch now. And it's the, the part that most of us know pretty well, the Daily Planet. We see it's a busy newsroom. Uh, I love this bit. Did you see how the view of everything is through a camera lens? So someone's focusing yeah. through a camera. Uh, we see Lois Lane. We meet Jimmy Olsen. Lois Lane walks into the office, and this never... I've worked in a newsroom similar to this. So this <laughs> never happens. You never tell the editor what they're going to do with your story. <laughs> she walks in there and goes, I, I imagine... Banner headline, front page. <laughs> like the editor would have said, "Get out of here! I'll make that decision, not you." But anyway, she uh, she walks in there and she meets Clark Kent as well. So yep. she sees uh, Christopher Reeve. Now you got to remember, at this point, he's one of the stars of the show. Has not been on screen. This, this is, is forty-eight minutes into yes. the movie. We haven't yes. seen him yet. Yeah, no wonder he got third credit. <laughs> yeah, we haven't seen Gene Hackman either. Yeah. He got third, he got second credit. Uh, so he's there, and he's some of his voice though. The, his voice is heard in some of the Smallville scenes, some of the voiceovers. Uh, okay. The voice, whenever he just his voice, that's Christopher Reeve's okay, voice they right, use there yeah. too. Uh, Gene Hackman is not seen until over an hour. You mentioned top billing. Okay. His second billing, he's in over an hour before he gets some airtime. Uh, he, I think he says, you know, I'm giving him the city beach. He goes, that's my beat. He goes, you know what, in all the years, he's the fastest typist I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder why. What a superpower. <laughs> I can crush things. I can fly, jump over buildings. Yeah. And type really type fast. Like yeah, that, that's my superpower. I can type fast. Not very accurately, but fast. But I do love how he says, look, you know what, part of my, uh, if you can just help me with my salary, make sure it's sent to this person. Um, excuse me, Mr. White. I was wondering if, if, um, Perhaps you could arrange for half my salary to be, to be sent to this address on a weekly basis. You're bookie, right? A what? Don't tell me. He sends a check every week to his sweet gray-haired old mother. Actually, she's silver-haired. Oh, that got me in the feels, that one. He's <laughs> looking after his mum. But then she... Uh, I like Lois Lane's line straight after. Any more at home like you? Uh, not really, no. <laughs> not really. <laughs> not That's really. the best answer, because it's not just a no, it's a yeah, no, not really. Not, not really, yeah. <laughs> But we, I do love how Clark Kent sort of, uh, he's a bit of a, he's a bit of a he plays, clumsy, he's a bit bumbling. You, know? you can imagine Christopher yeah. Reeve going, right, how do I fully differentiate yeah. these two characters I'm playing? Because he's playing two characters in this yeah. movie, right? Yep. Clark Kent and Superman. 
and he does some really cool things. He's just he's got yeah. these nervous jitters. He fixes his glasses all the time. Yeah, it's just a, a he's way. A bit, he's of, a bit nerdy. He's a bit yes. nerdy. Yeah. I love how at the end of the day he goes, oh, how'd you go? And he, he he goes to be introduced to some bloke. He gets stuck in the in the revolving door and he does all that sort of stuff. But do you, I do like this bit though. Remember when they're walking down the street, it's just him and Lois and then the guy, a hand comes out and a gun comes out. It's yeah. a mugger. Then forcing him into the alley and um, he, he sort of keeps pushing the gun away to say, look, what are you, what are you doing? Like, yeah. uh, So they're obviously uh, in a bit of trouble here. But uh, it is... It is uh, we hear a surprising line, though, from the mugger. Just a minute, Mister. Just a minute. Now, I realize, of course, that times are tough for some these days, but this isn't the answer. You can't solve uh, society's problems with a gun. <laughs> you know something, buddy? You're right. I'm going to turn over a new leaf. <laughs> Good for you, sir. That's the spirit. See, he doesn't really want to hurt anybody. Uh-huh. <laughs> right after I rip off this lady's purse. <laughs> uh... That was a great line. But did you like this bit where she drops the bag? Yeah. And he says, she said, what are you doing, Lois? And then as he's bending down to pick it up, she tries to kick him. Right? Yes. He's got a gun. Yes. And she shoots the gun. Did you like this? How boom, he catches it, grabs catches it. it, and then pretends to faint. Yes. He runs off. Because this whole scene, by the way, goes completely different to what you expect it's going to yeah. do. Yeah. Because he continues to play his Clark Kent character yeah. in the moments that you would think he would become Superman. Yeah. And I think that's a bit of the whole, you know, You've got a job to do here. You've got to, you know, he's, he's, he's trying to do this re-education of the human race person by person. And yeah. I, I think it's at this moment he realises <laughs> he probably can't pull that off. Yeah, but it was a great it was a great scene where he says, oh, well, what happened to you? He goes, oh, I guess I fainted. She goes, oh, you idiot. She does not realise it. Yeah. He actually saved a life. And I love, do you like the end bit where he opens his hand and drops the bullet <laughs> he's, that he caught? No, but that's a th- like that's a thing he could yeah. again he could he could show Lois what happened. Yeah, but, but no, he, you want to. He's, he's got like, to no. maintain his identity. Exactly. Supposing that man had shot you, is it worth risking your life over ten dollars, two credit cards, a hairbrush, and a lipstick? <laughs> How did you know that? Know what? You just described the exact contents of my purse. Hmm. Um. Wild guess. Well, guess. X-ray vision, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who, what we'd be looking at. Uh, oh, if you could look through purses, imagine, imagine yeah. that if you had X-ray vision. What would you be doing there? Yeah, anyway, we uh, next thing we see is Otis, which is, is this guy. You don't know he's Otis yet. He's sort of walking the yeah. streets of Metropolis. And you see the cops are sort of keeping an eye from They're sort of keeping him under surveillance. Uh, and I think they have, in the chatter on the radio, they're, they're hoping he leads them to Lex Luthor. Right. Um and did you like this bit where there's a blind guy selling the newspaper and he tries to get a free newspaper and the dog barks and, yeah. and he's just like, geez, okay. He uh, pays pays for the newspaper anyway. Anyway, they get he, he leads them to the train station. Yes. And he's thinking, well, what the hell are they doing here? So he walks down, goes to the other side of the tracks. The detective follows and he enters this passage. As the train passes by, the passage sort of opens up and he goes inside. The detective goes, I'm going to try that for myself. And then when the detective goes there, do you remember what happens? The, uh, the, the, the door pushes, pushes forward into the path of the train. Goodbye. Jeez, gone. He's, uh, see you later. Well, that that is, at the, at the controls of that device was Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor. And you hear uh, Miss Tessmogger say, you're sick. So we discover that his headquarters is actually underneath Grand, what is Grand Central Station in New York, but under Park Avenue is uh, the location. Yes. Um, and he says, look, we're executing the crime of the century. I'm the greatest criminal mind of our time. And then she, I think the question was, why do so many have to, people have to die uh, to, for your plan? Uh, they discover, though, that Otis was followed again. But on the front page of the paper, there was a big headline that said, 
nuclear, nuclear tests, tests confirmed. Confirmed. And he's thinking, well, what's that got to do with us? What? what why? He he talks about a real estate swindle. Thanks to the generous help of the United States government, we are about to be involved in the greatest real estate swindle of all time. Let's. What is this obsession with real estate? All the time, land, land, land. Mr. Desmarker, when I was six years old, my father said to me, Get out. <laughs> Before that, he said, Son, stocks may rise and fall. Utilities and transportation systems may collapse. People are no damn good. But they will always need land, and they'll pay through the nose to get it. Remember my father said, land. Right. So... Keep that in mind. Yeah. So you're thinking nuclear test confirmed. What's that got to do with real estate? We'll discover that later. She does complain about uh, living. Uh, she says, "What? He <laughs> goes, what do you mean?" He goes, "You got a Park Avenue address." He goes, "Yeah, two hundred feet below Park <laughs> yes, Avenue." He, he thinks Park <laughs> Avenue address is great. She's not so keen on something <laughs> below ground. She's thinking yeah. Trump Tower above ground. Thank you very much. So uh, back at the Daily Planet, uh, it's the end of another day, and uh, I think he asked her out for dinner. Uh, old Clark Kent. Yep. And she says, no, I can't. I'm going to the airport to greet Air Force One. So she says she's obviously taken the chopper from the roof of the Daily Planet to the airport. Old school newsroom. Yeah, to uh, to catch up with Air, Air Force One. Uh, she said, He said, I love the line, she has. do you need a ride to the airport? And she says, not unless you can fly. Did you catch that? We go, great, look at that one. Uh, and we see people, he's saying goodnight to people and everyone's ignoring him, you know, saying, g'day, everyone's walking past him, they don't care. Uh, anyway, the helicopter's there. This was an epic scene in the cinema, I've got to like, say. Honestly, Mate, yeah. Amazing, this scene. Now, she's in the chopper, ready to get to the airport. And as the chopper takes off here, you'll notice that one of the one of the landing the, the landing arms, what do you call that, the, the, the feet of the chopper, hooks onto a cable yeah. so the wind sort of I think the wind made it loose and it, it hooks it around and as they, so this as they're taking off and it swings the helicopter around it smashes through the, the little uh, little building loose, that was on, yeah. on, on the on the roof there now my thoughts here were why don't you just land just go straight oh, down oh no I was just going to say the just same thing just go straight yeah. down and, um, yeah. and you know, no problem but what ends up happening is that it pushes it right to the edge of the building and Lois, as it sort of hits the ground and sort of teeters on the edge of the building, she's trying to climb out. I think the pilot, who is more on the building side, is unconscious. She's on the on the the, the side down the off the side. Yes. She's trying to climb and people over the him. Street can see this. And it, yeah, they see great, it up there. It's yeah. a great shot yeah. of the helicopter. It doesn't look and it was at all the Daily Planet place. helicopter too, red and white. Yes. I had that little miniature oh. little <laughs> matchbox. I had the matchbox version of that helicopter. You would was my favourite possessions. Um, and she's trying to climb out, and we we know okay, this is a dangerous situation here. Do you like this bit where Clark walks out? He he notices a commotion. And he walks past a phone, little open phone booth. Yeah. Because, you know, in the comics, he used to get changed to, into a Superman in the phone booth. Yes. But that little open phone booth was like an in-joke for <laughs> yes. fans. He's thinking, no, no, I can't use that one, right? So he anyway, he goes into a revolving door and comes out. And I love this bit when he comes out in his outfit. Bad Jim! Woo! Excuse me. That's a bad outfit. <laughs> <laughs> Said it looks like a pimp plug out of the front. Yeah. Whoa, man, that's a bad outfit. <laughs> and he goes, excuse me, and then he takes off. And um, so this was the part where he's he's suddenly taking flying up towards the building, and she uh, Lois Lane by this point is holding onto a cable, or the, the the radio cable, and falls. 
and the the all, like the crowds Crowd have gathered below, and screaming. everyone's thinking, "Oh my god!" And then we see she gets caught. Easy, miss. I've got you. You you've got me. Who's got, got you? you? <laughs> That's awesome. It's a great line. Mate, it really is. I can still remember in the cinema watching that and just thinking, "Oh my god!" It was just so the the whole the whole emotion of that scene and how he caught her midair. The whole thing was something you'd never seen before. Is <laughs> remarkable. You've got me. Who's yeah. got you? Who's <laughs> got you? But that no, it doesn't end there. When he catches her, <laughs> the helicopter drops on top of him. He catches the helicopter. Mate, in the cinema, people were cheering. They were on their seats cheering uh, during this scene when this was happening, right? He grabs the helicopter, puts it back on the roof, and then, as the typical this nerd is, is he also lays this on her. Well, I certainly hope this little incident hasn't put you off flying, miss. <laughs> Statistically speaking, of course, it's still the safest way to travel. Wait! Who are you? A friend. Bye! Michael Douglas knows him. Do you... Do <laughs> a friend. Do you know... Yeah. <laughs> Disclosure, last week's episode. Did you notice at the end when she's standing there watching him fly away and she just faints? faints. She just faints on the deck? Now, that scene was supposed to have been shot on the top of the then Pan Am building. You know, in Fifth Avenue? Yeah, the end of. So you can see it from um, Grand Central Station. But apparently, a real life accident on that heliport killed several passengers, uh, as well as a pedestrian. Oh. Uh, that that happened uh, in May on May 16, 1977. So they decided uh, we're not going to shoot it there. We're going to shoot it somewhere else. Probably not a good yeah, idea. So yeah, so not, not not a good idea to do that. But Superman ain't real, folks. Yeah. So here's the point where okay, Superman's out there and he's sort of going about his business. He's yes. sort of you know all these things happening over the city, including the burglar scaling the building. Did you like this? Where the, the suction, the suction cup, cups. Yeah. <laughs> But I love this line where he, he, he's going up, scaling the building, and then Superman is actually just standing there. Hi there. Nothing wrong with the elevator? <laughs> so in those scenes where the burglar's scaling the building and then falling off, yeah. do you remember there's a bit where the guy in the office, as he passes the window, remember the, yeah. you see him sort of walking on the surface here, and the guy in the office sort of turns around and goes, nah, he, he said, yeah, I'm just going to ignore that. that that happens. Yeah, yeah. Well, apparently... The guy, when he, because it was filmed with him so that Christopher Reeve could walk above him, that's he's above him, right? He had to be strapped sideways. So they had the camera tilted at an angle, so he had to be strapped in. He was sort of hanging almost upside down yeah. to, to, to do that. Wow. It looked, it looked really, looked, it yeah, looked no, like I it was normal. Yeah. It was amazing. But um, most of the building was horizontal and the footage was flipped. So it looks like they were actually, it was that's cool. proper, properly done. Uh, and the we then see the police chase, and they are escaping by boat. But then uh, Superman picks up the boat, of course, and deposits it. But here's a, here's a really funny line too, where the p- policeman's describing what he saw. Sergeant, you don't believe me. I swear, fly in with a big red cape and bright red boots as well. Why should that scream? Quick as a week he was gone. Flew up in the air again, he did like a big bluebird. Like a big bluebird. Don't believe me. With bright red boots. Flying. You want us to take the night off and go back to Murphy's bar and continue with the So now they see the boat out the front. I'll be off in a few minutes and I'll meet you there myself. The boat's out the front. Mooney, 
face bottles on me. <laughs> <laughs> so then he helps a cat out of a tree. Did you like this bit too? Where the little girl, like he gives the cat to the little girl. Little girl goes into the mother and says, Mommy, Mommy, yes, this guy, this man flew out of the sky. And he goes, What have I told you about telling lies? <laughs> she gets in trouble. But the next thing we see, Air Force One on approach. Yes, yes. This is where Lois was supposed to be seen. That's true, yeah. Air Force One's on approach here and it's in trouble. Lightning strike, boom, engine gone on the left side, right? Yep. And who they're, they're declaring Mayday, Mayday. And who does it, who appears? At the big on the soup wing, himself. On the wing. He writes the plane, and you can see word spreading. People are starting to talk about this guy. Uh, we see a brief scene of Lex back in Lex Luthor's uh, hideout. I like this bit where Miss Tessmacher, she was sunbaking. She had all the sun lamps. I mean, who comes up with these? Yeah. <laughs> Did you see all the all the little projection screens around her? So it's like she was like in Hawaii. So they had she had the scenery. Yeah, she had the lamps. She was trying to make the most of the situation there. Uh, and he, this is when uh, he they're talking about Superman, saying maybe he's just um, the fly, guy that flies is just passing through, and Lex Luthor knows a little bit more than that. Next morning at the Daily Planet, then, uh, you know, obviously Perry White's pretty excited about this. Now look, the post, it flies. The news, look, Ma, no wires. The Times, blue bomb buzzes Metropolis. The Planet, we're sitting on top of the story of the century here. I want the name of this flying whatchamacallit to go with the Daily Planet like bacon and eggs. Franks and beans, death and taxes, politics and corruption. I, I don't think that he would uh, lend himself to any ch- cheap promotion schemes, though, Mr. White. Exactly how would you know that, Kent? Um, uh, um, well, j- just a uh, first impression. <laughs> in the meantime, so this is there in a sort of the editorial meeting here. Yes. They're all standing in his office. And Lois Lane suddenly discovers a note that says... Your place at 8 p.m., a friend. Hello. This is a disclosure from no. last week. Yeah. This is another ad friend. And um, so she's Cut thinking, to her rooftop. She's thinking, she's, ooh, hang on a minute. She's no, dressed for this. Harry White, great line, what he says here. He wants to really dig into the story even further. Tony, who is Mike? What's his name? What's he got hidden under that cape of his? Batteries? Why did he show up last night? Nick, where does he come from? Does he have a girlfriend? What's his favorite ball team, Kent? Now listen to me. I tell you, boys and girls, whichever one of you gets it out of it is going to wind up with the single most important interview since God talked to Moses. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, cut to Lois's place. And you know what? For a reporter, she's got a pretty nice apartment. She's, hey? got, a, she's got a roof. She's very well paid. Penthouse, yeah, basically. Pretty good, eh? Hey? Yeah, yeah. yeah, she's on good money. That's Daily if, Telegraph if money. She, if she can... <laughs> If she can tell the editor what to do with her stories, exactly. she's on solid she's money. If she can say, yeah, that's a front page story, put that on the front page. Anyway, she's all dressed up, too. Did you notice this? She's, yep. all, she's got a nice evening gown on, and uh, she's there to impress. Superman arrives, of course, and uh, this was a funny conversation. She says, oh, don't fly away. And she she lights a smoke. Remember this bit? And she says, you know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't uh, smoke them. She says, well, yeah, I get it. Lung cancer, right? This is in the late 70s, so yeah. I don't know whether there was sort of the... That was kind of uh, obvious but at that time. At that time. But he does use his uh, x-ray vision and says, well, not yet. You're okay for now, <laughs> which is pretty good. But then they get the interview underway. Let's start with your vital statistics. Are you married? Uh, no. No, I'm not. Do you have a girlfriend? Uh, no, I don't. But uh, if I did, Miss Lane, you'd be the first to know about it. Flirty much? <laughs> Hello? Flirty? <laughs> 
I love it. I think one of her questions is, do you have like normal bodily functions? <laughs> yeah. Which she's not referring to the bathroom yeah. there just quietly. Yeah. And then he mentions he's six foot four, 225. And then, yeah, she says, uh, do you eat? Yeah, when I'm hungry. But then he mentions this, and, and this, this sort of, this little bit of information comes back to haunt him later. Is it true that uh, you can see through anything? Uh, yes, I can. Oh, well, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And that you're um, totally impervious to pain? Well, so far. What color underwear am I wearing? Oh, I'm sorry, I embarrassed you, didn't I? Oh, no. I did. No, 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 not at all, Miss Lane. It's just that this platter must be made of lead. Uh, yes, it is, so. Oh, you see, I, uh, I sort of have a problem seeing through lead. Oh, that's interesting. Problems in first name. Hmm. Uh, d- uh, do you have a first name? What do you mean, like, uh, Ralph or something? No, no, I mean, like, uh... Um... Pink. Huh? Pink. He does right away. <laughs> Pink, <laughs> the, sing- the singer Pink would say, yeah, that's my name. <laughs> Pink undies, Yeah. But um, did you think that was sort of something he should have kept to himself? That he, he can't probably should have, like, yeah. looking back on it. In terms of what what's going to get published yeah. in the paper, uh, yeah. yeah, maybe maybe that, maybe that should have been under NDA. That it do, uh, yes, uh, exactly under embargo. That information. Uh, but there, they talk about how he's from pretty far away, he's from Krypton, and then I love how she slips in here. Do you like pink? <laughs> Flirty much, eh? Like it's a Mate, flirt- this whole thing it's a whole a flirtation, yes. right? And uh, she asks these other question though. Why are you here? There must be a reason for you to be here. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm here to fight for truth and justice in the American way. <laughs> You're going to end up fighting every elected official in this country. Sure you don't really mean that, Lois. I don't believe this. Lois? Hmm? I never lie. So he's a good old, good honest Superman. Again, though, like the, the thing truth, is... Truth, justice, in the American right. way. Well, the Australian way. Well, yeah, uh, that's the weird part about that. But the values. Remember, I talked earlier yeah. about how what he, what old-fashioned values. Yes, like the, the I don't lie thing. That's the Kent's, the Kent's that's taught the him Kent's. that. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. mate. And they, but she asked him, "How fast do you fly?" And he says, "Well, why don't we Let's find, find out? out. So why don't we find off out? Off they go." And <laughs> so they're flying together, and it's funny how Mel- Metropolis has the very same landmarks as New York. By the way, it's also World very Trade funny Center, now, Statue of Liberty. She's this close to the bloke for this long. She hasn't realised he's so similar to Clark Kent. But anyway. Well, yeah. 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 A pair of glasses does <laughs> not disguise a man. Well, you see, we, you, there's uh, later on after this, you see him. Remember, he's, uh, he, he takes his glasses off and says as, he's as about if, to reveal. As if he was going to reveal, yeah. Talk about that in a minute. But what happens here, though? Do you remember how she's getting a bit more confident and you know, yeah. she's just holding a hand and she lets go of his hand and rah, she starts falling through the clouds? But he catches her, and it's like they have a little yeah, bit of a hug, yeah. and um, she starts saying, like, on their way back, she's sort of, it's, it's like she's reading poetry. Can you read my mind? Do you know what it is that you do to me? I don't know who you are. friend from another star. Here I am, like a kid out of school, holding hands with a god. I'm a fool. Now, did that seem odd to you? Um, it seemed a bit, bit weird, yes. I'll tell you why. She was originally supposed to sing that well, song. that would have seemed even right? odder. She sang... That song, can you read my mind? Because it was, you know, how it was like she was reading poetry. Yeah. 
the oh, director. And that, to be honest, it just felt like yeah. she was talking slowly well, about Ri- him. Richard Donner heard her singing and says, nah, that's crap. <laughs> just say it. Make it a voiceover, not a song. Wow. So that's what, yeah. Smashed. So hard, hard criticism there. Uh, they get back and they say, oh, we forgot to time ourselves. <laughs> and then uh, he flies off and she says, what a Superman. And then she, remember, she sort of coins the name yeah. for the guy, Superman. Did you like this bit, though, how as soon as he flew off, someone's knocking at the door. Yeah. It's Clark Kent. Boom. You know? Superman. So, and he, he reminds her that uh, we had a date tonight. Now, here's the bit where we talked about earlier where she's off getting ready. Yeah, because she's off he getting ready. He takes off his glasses. He's like, I'm going to gonna give it up here. Yeah. And then he sort of, Puts when he takes on. off his glasses, you see him sort of straighten up and and then he sort of speaks in a different voice. And then, like, in, in a couple of seconds, he's a, like he's about to reveal his identity, but he, he decides against it, puts his glasses back on, goes back to being a hunchback, yep. and changes his voice. So is that enough to The moment to is be missed, the, yeah. yes. Meanwhile, in Lex Luthor's office, they're reading about uh, the Superman. And they do speculate, though. They say, look, the, the Kry- Krypton exploded in 1948. Uh, took three, he took three years to arrive to Earth. But fragments of Krypton may have drifted to Earth. Yeah. So this is can, this this whole scene because yeah. it's a it's an analysis of yeah. where this being might have come from. Yes, this demonstrates Lex Luthor's intelligence oh, because yeah. you know he's, he's the greatest criminal mind of our time. He's greatest says. criminal mind, but not just yeah. for criminal activity. This is yeah. you know, the bloke who can actually book smart. He worked it out. They show an article about a meteorite that landed in Ethiopia, and uh, they they think well this could be just what we need. A meteorite found in Addis Ababa. I know I'm going to get wrapped in the mouth for this, but so what? So what? You, you mean, to us, they are just meteorites. Fair enough. But the level of specific radioactivity is so high to anyone from the planet Krypton, this substance is lethal. Wait a minute, Miss Luthor. You mean fire and bullets can't hurt this guy, but this stuff here will kill him. Kill him! him. Oh! <gasps> So they've worked, so that's kind of a, okay, here's what we can do with this thing. And then we find out later it's been stolen. Yeah. Cut to the missile convoy. Remember the nuclear yeah. missile tests? And here was something. We saw a driverless car. Yes. Yeah. Self-driving car. Wow. Ahead of its time. Remote control, perhaps. It was remote controlled. And it crashes uh, in the path of the missile, the trucks carrying the missiles, right? Yep. Not, not sure about the security here, but Miss Tessmacher in a beautiful red <laughs> dress Sort of, you know, with a big open cleavage, is laying on the middle of, style. laying in the middle of the road, playing victim here. And I love. Did you notice the guy Larry Hagman was the guy? Yeah, yeah, he was yeah, the bloke yeah. out of I Dream of Genie in Dallas. Yes. He says, uh, "What do we do here, Chief?" He goes, "I suggest some chest, chest massage. massage." And then he says, "About face," and everyone has to face away from him. But while they're doing that, Otis is in there tinkering with the missile. Yeah. Ambulance arrives. It's Lex Luthor, of course. Uh, and then he gets back in and says, uh, "Otis gets in. He goes, yeah, I did it.'" And he tells him about what he did. He goes, no, the, the third was supposed to be 11 and the fourth was seven. He goes, I didn't know the, there was a fourth thing. So he goes, oh, we're going to have to do it again. So yeah. the next attempt is a truck with a wide load. They, they were very organized. You'll notice in the truck when they're driving, Gene Hackman, Luke Luthor's driving, Otis has got a black eye. So Luthor's obviously, obviously really knocked cracked him. him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Miss Tessmacher then goes to make the changes, that obviously, for the trajectory. Why they'd be done on the missile itself, I don't know. Shouldn't uh, that be done from the guiding computer in Mission that's Control? That's also very true. Anyway, but uh, that that's what happened there. Uh, we do also find out that there is, uh, there there is. I think Lois is out there talking to people who 
people are offering land, uh, buying, to buy this, land. This, We've never met these people. They're offering to pay stupid prices for worthless desert. purchasing going yeah, on. Which all, is, everyone's buying up land. It's a story, right? Yeah, these yeah. are reporters. So yeah. there's this weirdness about land being bought up in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. At worthless desert. Worthless yep. desert at good prices. It makes no sense. It's yep. a story. She's out there trying to find out what the That's hell's it. going on. At the Daily Planet, Clark goes in to see Perry White and finds out she's out west investigating this uh, shonky land deal. Um... Did you like this bit where the guy she was talking to, she was interviewing him while she's driving? Yeah. But pull over. <laughs> what are you doing? And well, a couple of times he pointed out to her, look, you, know, you keep right on the road. Yeah. What, what's doing? Look, can't you do? Can't you pull over and do the interview? Like, it's a what's bit doing? wild, yes. Yeah, that was crazy. Anyway, uh, we find out that in uh, Addis Ababa, a meteorite has been stolen. Yes. A person was killed. And so we, that was remember we, they were talking about that earlier. Yep. But did you like this bit where this sort of high pitch sound, all the dogs started barking, and Superman or Clark Kent hear it. could hear this message from Lex Luthor threatening to say, uh, "I'm going to drop a gas pellet into the into the water supply. Everyone's going to die." And so that that sort of entices Clark Kent to basically jump out of a window and turn into Superman to try look for Lex Luthor. He ends eventually, did you like this bit, how he drilled down through the street? Everyone goes, what the hell is this bloke? You know, everyone stops, traffic stops. It's like in the middle of uh, Park Avenue. Drills down to the hideout. Now, here's another part of, of the extended version. When he drills down, in the movie you watched, he just goes through, remember he punches through the door? Yeah. But in the in the extended version, there's all machine guns firing at him and he gets frozen. And oh, right. There are all these things just to prove he's, he, he can get through all these impervious yeah, right. to all that stuff. Okay. Anyway, he arrives at the hideout, breaks open the door, and I like how Alex uh, Luthor says, uh, it's open, come in. <laughs> <laughs> and he says to him, where's the gas pellet? So, and, and we find out this was a ruse just no to get him there, right? Yes. Now, meanwhile, the missiles have taken off here. So yes. the missiles are on their way. Uh, Lex Luthor now gets into, again, why he's heavy into real estate. So, so this is him uh, now taking the time to explain this whole real estate whole play. thing. He's explaining exactly why he's doing what he's doing. <laughs> Where was I? California. Uh, California, right. Uh, the San Andreas Fault, maybe you've heard of it. Yes, it's the joining together of two landmasses. The fault line is unstable and shifting, which is why you get earthquakes in California from time to time. Wonderful. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> Everything west of this line is the richest, most expensive real estate in the world. San Diego, Los Angeles, San Francisco. Everything on this side of the line is just hundreds and hundreds of miles of worthless desert land, which just so happens to be owned by... Alex Luthor Incorporated. Now, call me... Foolish, call me irresponsible. It occurs to me that a 500 megaton bomb planted at just the proper point would uh, would destroy most of California. Millions of innocent people would be killed. And the West Coast, as we know it, would fall into the sea. Bye-bye, California. <laughs> Hello, new West Coast, my West Coast. So that's... You can see what it's a pretty elaborate, pretty plan. elaborate plan. So that's yeah. why he he wanted the missiles to hit. hit there was into a bit the, of genius uh, San Andreas behind, you know? fault. Yeah, well, coastline property, waterfront. Maybe, property. maybe. Meanwhile, in San Andreas, though, along the fault line, there, Lois and Jimmy are there. Missiles are going off course, and in the mission controls, abort. The abort function's not working. Hmm. Uh, Lex Luthor tells Superman, "Look, it's happening already. Uh, if you want to stop it, the thing to stop it is inside this box, and he can't see through the box. Remember, because yeah. it's made out of lead." But what happens? Pulls it out. It's kryptonite. 
puts it on him like a necklace, falls into the pool. Uh, he, I like this line where he says, we all have our faults. Mine is in California. <laughs> uh, missiles are on their way. So Superman now, crippled by the kryptonite, falls in the water. Um, and he sees Miss Tesmok and he sort of pleads with her to help him. And she, she eventually is does. a sucker. But she said, but not before. Remember, he, she says, look, you promised to save my mother because she lived in Connecticut. So she was, the missile was in the part where she lived was in the path of the missile. And then uh, he says, yep. But do you like how before he, she took the kryptonite out, she kissed him? And then he said, she took it off. He goes, why did you do that for? He goes, well, I didn't think you'd want to kiss me afterwards. Fair. So he, she, got, she got one in. Why not? Yep. Meanwhile... Over in uh, S- Superman's off to divert. He, he's this is it. Got, he's, he's, he's gone out of the uh, the kryptonite. He's, he's now because he's now yeah. he's out of the kryptonite and he knows Lex's plan. He he now knows about the missiles. He's got to now yeah. divert the missiles. And this is because I think now Jimmy uh, Lois is offside of the photographer. Yeah, yeah. he's now he's at like the dam. Hoover, Hoover Dam. Yeah, um, taking photos and things. But yeah. uh, yes, but he, he traces one missile. He he actually grabs one and sort of and sort of throws it into space. So that, yeah. that's out of the way. But then another one hits. But, yeah, the second. One actually hits that. it. No, you do Second not expect that in a movie line. like this. You see the mushroom cloud on the horizon. You just assume yeah. that he's going to get them all. But what what that triggers off though is all these earthquakes. So where Lois is and everywhere else is all earthquakes. The the dam starts to break. Yep. The Golden Gate Bridge is even shaking along because yeah, San Francisco's on yep. in California as well. Do you like the bit the bus the bus crashes and hangs off the side and he saves the kids on the bus. So yep. he's got a lot of he's multitasking he's, he's here. He's doing a lot of work. Got a lot going on. Yeah. So uh, in the desert though, the fault line's growing. And I like this bit where the train tracks. Remember the fault line broke the train track. So what does Superman do? But he goes under the train and, and fixes. Becomes, he becomes the rail yeah. for the tra- for the train, which is pretty cool. The dam's destroyed. Jimmy falls off the edge. Uh, he just, Superman rescues him. But here's the other bit there where and why when you're watching this you think well Lois Lane's one of the one of the main characters here. Right? Yeah, what's going on? She's there? run out of gas. And the he's car, nowhere to be seen. Yeah, car's fallen into this crevice. Like, this, this big crevice has opened up for the earthquake. Yeah. The car rolls into the crevice, and all, all, all the... I think he's he's rolling boulders in front of all the water to block the, the broken dam. Mm. But she's in the dam... She's in the car, all sand coming in on her. It's just sort of like drowning in the dirt. Yep. And um, he, he arrives, but he arrives too late. The car yeah. is buried, and you're thinking, and she's dead. He's out there saving kids from buses, yeah. running boulders in to save a little town from water. And what did he's you just think here? The key what did you think here? Mate, I thought he, he wow. completely stuffed up. Yeah. So you're thinking, what the hell? But but you're also thinking, hang on a minute, but he he one missile's far. Like he's got one missile on the ground, one missile away. Like yeah. he's he's yeah. he's not perfect. Yeah, exactly. You can't, right. Exactly. What, what yeah. I'm thinking here is that whole thing about his, you know, his dad. You know, there there are. There are they're destined to be great as a humankind, but yeah. they've got to get they've their, got their faults. Yeah, they've got their faults. Yeah, it's like well, you know, he's discovering that he can't fix everything. He can't. Yeah, I know. But uh, this was a shock to, because you know, here, here he is. Where he gets her out of the car, she's there. She's dead. She's there. And and I love how that so with all these different angles that just play the so the one angle here, and then it sort of goes to another angle here, and he's just laying there, yeah. and. He sort of gets angry. He starts to get angry about it. He remember the scream that was sort of echoing around the whole canyon, and then he flies up into 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 orbit there. Uh, but when he gets there, we hear this. It is forbidden for you to interfere. One thing I do know, son, and that is you are here for a reason. Those things I can do. All those powers. And I couldn't even save him. 
So he goes off, and you see what he does here. He reverses the Earth's rotation and turns back time, which yeah. in itself is a bit of a weird concept. Yeah. But you get the sense of what's happening, right? Yeah. But it's fascinating, that kind of flashback, because he's hearing his biological father yes. and his Earth father. Yeah. And to him, they're conflicting. They are. You're here for a reason. One saying, don't, don't interfere. mess with history. And the yeah. other one, he's thinking... I could have done this for my dad. I'm not going to let it happen again. Yeah, That's what I, what I felt was, yeah. I'm not going to let this happen again. Boom. So he does that, turns back time. And then next thing we see, like I love how he, remember he flies around and makes it go around the wrong way. And then he lets he lets it sit there for a bit. Then he actually has to restore it back. He has to, to get it. He has, he has to, to get, get it, it back, again. back with the other I hope he got it going at the right time, right, <laughs> right, right rotation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a bit of calculation went in there. But the next thing we see is Lois alive and in her car. So she, we see the gas. Remember, she was ran out of gas. So yeah. you think, oh, she's alive. What the hell? Uh, Superman, she sees Superman and Lois is uh, complaining about everything happening to her. So if, if only you knew half of it, yeah. darling. You were, dead, you were dead two yeah. minutes ago. Uh, and he says, look, uh, I think he says there's something I have to do. He flies away. Uh, Clark Kent is thinking, where's Clark? They speculate. They're, they're, this is the first time we're thinking, hang on, Clark's not here and... Did, she, me, did yeah. you sort of get that? Were no, thinking, I didn't get that. Yeah. Huh. Anyway, um, I love this bit where it's the something he had to do was to deliver Lex Luthor right. and Otis he grabs to prison. Them and takes them literally yeah, to so prison. Yeah. Off they go. And this, the very final shot is is really nice. So Superman's sort of victory flight, I call it, where he's sort of turning in. You see the sun rising. And did you notice at the very end he sort of he's he looks at the camera and sort of winks at the camera. It does too. Yeah. yeah. So he sort of breaks the what they call breaks the, breaks fourth, the fourth wall. wall. Yeah. So he smiles at the audience. He also does this in the end of Superman two, by the way. As well. Oh, really? That's kind of his becomes his signature. But that there is the end of Superman. And again, the end credits are brilliant as well. They, they, yeah. they have the same sort of swooping in with the with the names. But let's get on to our favorite quotes. And you know what? Every one of these uh, is from our man Lex Luthor, <laughs> starting with this one. Why, as the most brilliantly diabolical leader of our time, surrounding himself with total nincompoops. I'm back, Mr. Luthor. Yes, I was uh, just talking about you. <laughs> I like this line too. Do you know why the number 200 is so vitally descriptive to both you and me? What? It's your weight and my IQ. Now think, people, <laughs> think. <laughs> But this also, <laughs> this is not funny. This is a serious uh, line, uh, well delivered. Is that how a warped brain like yours gets its kicks? By planning the death of innocent people? No. By causing the death of innocent people. Boom. Pretty solid. Okay, how did that happen? So you can you can go to town on plot holes here. Yeah, I mean, you got, yeah. you've always got to park the plot hole theory in yeah, these kind of movies it's because sort of movie, yeah. it's a comic but, book. It's a superhero yeah. movie. How did he fly, for Christ's sake? Yeah, of course. But um, By the way, it, the, because his molecular structure was different. That's no, why. green screen, actually. The yellow sun um, of the earth. Uh, <laughs> it's one yeah. of the great Universal Studio... Um, uh, it's not, it's not really a tour. It's part of a like a show yeah. they put on, which is they show special, special effects. effects and yeah. One of the things they do is they show a really simple green screen. Yeah, right, flying, how to fly, of course. Really cool. Yeah, of course. But one plot hole, right? When he turns back time yeah. at the end there, you see the dam sealing itself back up again, which, uh, which, which happened. But when Superman rescued Jimmy, remember, and he flies back to Lois... So in the new timeline, the dam doesn't seem to break, the road doesn't crack, but Superman having done nothing, to, he did nothing to change those events. But when Jimmy shows up a few minutes later, 
he still remembers being rescued by Superman. Right. Do you remember how Lois had no idea what happened? And he somehow yeah, remembered. Yeah, because he turns back time. Because he was there. He, he was right with Lois. Happening. It just yeah. gets him, lets him be somewhere first. So he should have been yeah. still at the dam, yeah. uh, is the thing. Yeah, now, another cool. a question here. When is the movie set? So is it the time yeah. space warp happening here? Because it says, Luther says, Krypton exploded in 1948. And it took three years for the rocket that carried Kalel to reach Earth. So it arrived in 1951, right? So he should be three years old. But when Clark is in high school, it still appears to be the 50s. It does, yeah. Okay? So and judging by the fashion and the cars and the songs and everything on the radio, it just seems to be the 50s. And then when he's at the Daily Planet, it's like he's in the 70s. So there's a the time is mate, a bit all over the place. Old mate said it was thousands of Earth years ago. Yeah, who knows? A man, happened, a man so. can fly, so you know. Yeah, I mean, let's not overthink time, yeah. it, eh? Things you might not know. Now, okay. several scenes were shot for the movie but not used in the theatrical version. Apparently, movie, yeah. Right? So <laughs> among them, uh, extended dialogue between Jarrell and his fellow Kryptonians. Remember that at the start? Uh, there was a scene of baby kal space pod flying past the Phantom Zone. You know, with those trapped, oh, the trapped really? prisoners. <laughs> they, he flew past that. There was a scene which uh, Mark Kent uh, tries to wake up a still sleeping Clark. Uh, there was also more, I think we mentioned there's more dialogue between Jarrell and Superman in the Fortress yeah. of Solitude. I think I played one of the thing about how Earth people were, they're good. I think that was in the extent, that wasn't actually in the movie, that was extended. Um, uh, among many, many others. So there's not... Uh, there are a lot of the scenes were in the extended DVD versions. Yeah. All of the scenes used in the extended version or not can be found. There's a four-disc DVD special edition. You can get it all in there. Um, now, remember I said to you when he auditioned, they said that you've got to get bigger for the role? He went through a bodybuilding regime supervised by a man named David Prowse. Why is that name familiar? He played he's, he's Darth Christian. Vader. Oh, I was going to say he's one of the yes. he's one of the ones behind hoods. Yeah, he was Darth Vader in the original trilogy. He wow. gave him a, 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 a training program to bulk him up. So it's go. Darth Vader trained body there. Would you believe Steven Spielberg was offered the chance to direct the movie? Really? Yeah. The, 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 by then, he'd already made Jaws and was a legend. Yeah. Uh, producers, though, they said, "Ooh, he, the salary he asked for, they said, maybe a bit out of our price range." He priced himself up a touch. But it's funny because the movies he directed while this was being made was Close Encounters and 1941. Both were beaten by Superman at the box office. Uh, so, uh, yeah, he uh, maybe should have directed Superman after all. Now, I told you that Marlon Brando sued the Sulkins and Warner Brothers for $50 million because he thought he was cheated out of the box office profits. That's why he's not in Superman 2. Another person who was considered for Lois Lane, Carrie Fisher. Oh wow! Who was Princess Leia? A lot of Star Wars, yeah. Well, it was, it was only, she was. Well, she'd just been played low, um, Princess Leia. Princess Leia in a box office smash, so she was like the talk of the town when this was being produced. So, yeah, but uh, she never took the role. Did you notice that when the when Superman and Lois go flying together? Remember, mm. then Superman flies away. There is no cut between Superman flying away and Clark showing up at Lois's door, right? 
It was used. They used a pre-recorded movie of Superman flying away, so that that Christopher Reeve could be at the door straight away. So they rather than do a special effect, they did it in camera. They had a movie of Superman playing flying away as she answered the door. That's how they did it. Wow. When you when we meet Lois, uh, remember in her in the interview, she asked, "How fast can you fly?" And he says, "Oh, I've never timed myself." But when he orbits the Earth to set back time at peak speed, <laughs> he orbits the Earth uh, 44 times in 10.5 seconds. So that's pretty solid, eh? Yeah. Uh, that that means, just shows how nerdy That some means he could travel like. 183,000 miles per second. <laughs> eh? The speed of light is 186 miles per second. He just missed out on the speed of light. So <laughs> he was almost travelling at the speed of light. And uh, faster than a speeding bullet. That's Superman. Give us your wrap-up and rating. It's a nine and a half out of ten for me. I loved wow, it. nine and a half. Great movie. That's massive. Really enjoyable. It's, to be honest, I actually think it's a bit long. I don't think it needs to be yeah. that long, but, you yeah. know, whatever. Uh, my director's cut would, would probably lose <laughs> a few things. Your director's cut would be shorter than what oh, we saw there. Mate, I think you could get a few things out and still carry the same story. That's all I'm saying. Okay. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a 9.5 for me too, mate. It's, yeah, up, it. it's a 9.8 for me. Wow. It's, it's solid. Extra. Yeah, I love, the, I love, love this movie. Okay, yeah, well very, 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 very good. No, I enjoyed it a lot. Should we cast our minds to next week? Okay, yeah. Next week, uh, we are doing, we've actually changed the timeline slightly. We what are doing, we've brought up a movie uh, just in honour of James Kahn. Recently passed away, star of The Godfather, uh, star of Elf and many other films, The Gambler, uh, so many, Thief, so many great films he was in. He was also in a little film called Misery. That's what they're doing. Which we're doing next week. Co starring Kathy Bates. Now, Misery was based on a book. Who wrote the book? Is it A, Michael Crichton, B, Jeffrey Archer, C, Wilbur Smith? Or D, Stephen King? I'm going to rule out the first one. So not, not Michael Crichton. I just feel like that's your go-to. Okay. I'm going to rule out Jeffrey Archer. It doesn't sound like a okay. Jeffrey Archer book. Yeah. I reckon it's Stephen King. Stephen King, correct. Wrote yeah. Misery. If, you know, I, read, the, I read that book in a day. I remember when it was released. read it in a single man. day. You Boom. are a very yeah. simple man. So that is our movie for next week. Misery, great story. James Kahn plays an author. Uh, Kathy Bates plays her his number one fan. So uh, looking forward to seeing that next week. But we hope you enjoyed Superman. But please join us again next week for Misery. Trevor, see you then. See you then.